Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 46. Today we are beginning a new book in the New Testament uh, called Colossians, and we're going to read from Psalm 28 and continue in Numbers chapters 8 to 10. And our theme today is that God is a God who is over us, with us, and in us. And as you'll see, hopefully, through these passages, starting with the Old Testament ones in Numbers and then in Psalms, that God has always been a God who wants to be near and dwell with his people. But as time happens and Jesus comes, we see the intimacy with God to a greater and greater degree for the people who trust in him. So let's begin with Numbers chapter 8. The Lord spoke to Moses. Speak to Aaron and tell him, when you set up the lamps, the seven lamps are to give light in front of the lampstand. And Aaron did so. So he set up the lamps to face toward the front of the lampstand as the Lord commanded Moses. This is how the lampstand was made. It was beaten work in gold. From its shaft to its flowers, it was a beaten work. According to the pattern that the Lord had shown Moses, so he made the lampstand. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, take the Levites from among the Israelites and purify them. And do this to them to purify them. Sprinkle water of purification on them. Then have them shave all their body and wash their clothes. And so purify themselves. Then they are to take a young bull with its grain offering and a fine flour mixed with olive oil. And you are to take a second young bull for a purification offering. You are to bring the Levites before the tent of meeting and assemble the entire community of the Israelites. Then you are to bring the Levites before the Lord. And the Israelites are to lay their hands on the Levites. And Aaron is to offer the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the Israelites, that they may do the work of the Lord. When the Levites lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, offer the one for purification offering and the other for a whole burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. You are to have the Levites stand before Aaron and his sons and then offer them as a wave offering to the Lord. And so you are to separate the Levites from among the Israelites and all the Levites will be mine. After this, the Levites will go in to do the work of the tent of meeting. So you must cleanse them and offer them like a wave offering, for they are entirely given to me from among the Israelites. I have taken them for myself instead of all those who open the womb, the firstborn sons of the Israelites. For all the firstborn males among the Israelites are mine, both humans and animals. When I destroyed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I set them apart for myself. So I have taken the Levites instead of all the firstborn sons of the Israelites. I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons from among the Israelites to do the work for the Israelites in the tent of meeting and to make atonement for the Israelites so there will be no plague among the Israelites when the Israelites come near the sanctuary. So Moses and Aaron and the entire community of the Israelites did this with the Levites according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites. This is what the Israelites did with them. The Levites purified themselves and washed their clothing. Then Aaron presented them like a wave offering before the Lord, and Aaron made atonement for them to purify them. After this, the Levites went in to do their work in the tent of meeting before Aaron and before his sons. As the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so they did. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, This is what pertains to the Levites. At the age of twenty-five years and upward, 
one may begin to join the company in the work of the tent of meeting. And at the age of 50 years, they must retire from performing the work and may no longer work. They may assist their colleagues in the tent of meeting to attend to needs, but they must do no work. This is the way you must establish the Levites regarding their duties. The Lord spoke to Moses in the desert of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they had come out of Egypt. The Israelites are to be uh, to observe the Passover at its appointed time. In the fourteenth day of this month at twilight, you are to observe it at its appointed time. You must keep it in accordance with all its statutes and all its customs. So Moses instructed the Israelites to observe the Passover. And they observed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month at twilight in the desert of Sinai, in accordance with all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So the Israelites did. It happened that some men who were ceremonially defiled by a dead body of a man who could not keep the Passover on that day. So they came before Moses and Aaron on that day. And those men said to Moses, We are ceremonially defiled by the dead body of a man. Why are we kept back from offering the Lord's offering at its appointed time among the Israelites? So Moses said to them, Remain here, and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the Israelites, If any of you or of your posterity become ceremonially defiled by touching a dead body or on a a journey far away, then he may observe the Passover to the Lord. They may observe it on the 14th day of the second month at twilight. They are to eat it with bread made without yeast and with bitter herbs. They must not leave any of it until morning, not break any of its bones. They must observe it in accordance with every statute of the Passover. But the man who is ceremonially clean and was not on a journey, and fails to keep the Passover, that person must be cut off from the people, because he did not bring the Lord's offering at its appointed time. That man must bear his son. If a resident foreigner lives among you and wants to keep the Passover to the Lord, he must do according to the statute of the Passover, and according to its custom. You must have the same statute for the resident foreigner and for the one who was born in the land. On the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, And from evening until morning, there was a fiery appearance over the tabernacle. This is the way it used to be continually. The cloud would cover it by day, and there was a fiery appearance by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after the Israelites would begin their journey, and in whatever place the cloud settled, there the Israelites would make camp. At the commandment of the Lord, the Israelites would begin their journey, and at the commandment of the Lord, they would make camp. As long as the cloud remained settled over the tabernacle, they would camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle many days, then the Israelites obeyed the instructions of the Lord and did not journey. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a number of days, they remained camped according to the Lord's commandment, and according to the Lord's commandment, they would journey. And when the cloud remained only from evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up the following morning, then they traveled on, whether by day or by night. When the cloud was taken up, they traveled. Whether it was for two days or a month or a year, that cloud prolonged its stay over the tabernacle. The Israelites remained camped without traveling. But when it was taken up, they traveled on. At the commandment of the Lord, they camped. And at the commandment of the Lord, they traveled on. They kept the instructions of the Lord according to the commandment of the Lord by the authority of Moses. And the Lord spoke to Moses, Make two trumpets of silver. You are to make them from a single hammered piece. You will use them for assembling the community and for directing the traveling of the camps. When they blow them both, all the community must come to you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. But if they blow with one trumpet, 
then the leaders, the heads of the thousands of Israel, must come to you. When you blow an alarm, then the camps that are located on the east side must begin to travel. And when you blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that are located on the south side must begin to travel. An alarm must be sounded for their journeys. But when you assemble the community, you must blow the trumpets, but you must not sound an alarm. The sons of Aaron the priests must blow the trumpets, and they will be to you for an eternal ordinance throughout your generations. If you go to war in your land against an adversary who oppose you, then you must sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. Also, in the time when you rejoice, such as on your appointed festivals or at the beginnings of your months, you must blow with your trumpets over your burnt offerings and over your sacrifices of your peace offerings, so that they may become a memorial for you before God. I am the Lord your God. On the twentieth day of the second month, in the second year, the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle of testimony. So the Israelites set out on their journeys from the desert of Sinai, and the cloud settled in the wilderness of Paran. This was the first time they set out on their journey according to the commandment of the Lord by the authority of Moses. The standard of the camp of the Judites set out first according to their companies, and over his company was Nashon, son of Aminadab. Over the company of the tribe of Issacharites was Nathanael, son of Zuar, and over the company of the tribe of the Zebulonites was Eliab, son of Helon. Then the tabernacle was dismantled, and the sons of Gershon and the sons of Merari set out, carrying the tabernacle. The standard of the camp of Rumid set out according to the, their companies. Over his company was Elizur, son of Shadur. Over the company of the tribe of the Simeonites was Shalumiel, the son of Jerishadai. And over the company of the tribe of the Gadites was Elisaph, son of Duel. And the Koalites set out, carrying the articles for the sanctuary. The tabernacle was to be set up before they arrived. And the standard of the camp of the Ephraimites set out according to their companies. Over his company was Elishema, son of Amihud. And over the company of the tribe of the Manassites was Gamaliel, son of Pedashur. And over the company of the tribe of the Benjaminites was Abidin, son of Gideonai. The standard of the camp of the Danites set out, which was the rear guard of the camps, by their companies. Over his company was Ahiazir, son of Amishadai. Over the company of the tribe of Asherites was Pagiel, son of Akron. And over the company of the tribe of the Naphtalites was Ahira, son of Enon. These were the traveling arrangements of the Israelites according to their companies when they traveled. Moses said to Hobad, son of Reel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, We are journeying, journeying to the place about which the Lord said, I will give to you. Come with us and we will treat you well, for the Lord has promised good things for Israel. But Hobab said to him, I will not go, but I will go instead to my own land and to my own kindred. Moses said, Do not leave us because you know places for us to camp in the wilderness and you could be our guide. And if you come with us, it is certain that whatever good things the Lord will favor us with, we will share with you as well. So they traveled from Mount, the mountain of the Lord three days journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord was traveling before them during the three days journey to find a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was over them by day, and they traveled from the camp. And when the ark traveled, Moses would say, Rise up, O Lord, may your enemies be scattered, and may those who hate you flee before you. And when it came to rest, he would say, Return, O Lord, to the many thousands of Israel. So what a beautiful picture here as we uh, see this book of Numbers, uh, God telling the people, this is how you're going to uh, travel. And God is always with them. He is over them and he is with them 
traveling with them, protecting them, guiding them all along the way. And now we move to Psalm 28, which is a psalm that talks about how God is not just with us, but protects us as a shield and protector. Psalm 28 by David. To you, O Lord, I cry out. My protector, do not ignore me. If you do not respond to me, I will join those who are descending into the grave. Hear my plea for mercy when I cry out to you for help, when I lift my hands toward your holy temple. Do not drag me away with evil men, with those who behave wickedly, who talk so friendly to their neighbors while they plan to do harm me. Pay them back for their evil deeds. Pay them back for what they do. Punish them. For they do not understand the Lord's actions or the way he carries out justice. The Lord will permanently demolish them. The Lord deserves praise, for he has heard my plea for mercy. The Lord strengthens and protects me. I trust in him with all my heart. I am rescued and my heart is full of joy. I will sing to him in gratitude. The Lord strengthens his people. He protects and delivers his chosen king. Deliver your people. Empower the nation that belongs to you. Care for them like a shepherd and carry them in your arms at all times. What a beautiful mix of imagery. God, the one who protects, the one who will bring ultimate justice, but also who carries his people like a shepherd carries a sheep in his arms. And we finish today beginning a new book, the book of Colossians. This is a letter the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Colossae, which is a city in what's now today called Turkey, the modern country of Turkey. But in this letter and in this chapter in particular, the Apostle Paul is going to show us how much more even intimate God's watching over, caring for us, and actually living in us he is all because of Jesus and what he has done. And so Colossians chapter 1. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the saints, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ at Colossae, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard about your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints. Your faith and love have arisen from the hope laid up for you in heaven, which you have heard about in the message of truth, the gospel, that has come to you. Just as in the entire world this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, so it has also been bearing fruit and growing among you from the very first day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. You learned the, the gospel from Epaphras, our dear fellow slave, a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, we also, from the day we heard about you, have not ceased praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may live worthily of the Lord and please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good deed, growing in the knowledge of God being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the display of all patience and steadfastness, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For all things in heaven and on earth were created in him, all things, whether visible or invisible, whether thrones or dominions, whether principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and all things are held together in him. He is the head of the body, the church, 
as well as the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself may become first in all things. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in the Son, and through him to reconcile all things to himself by making peace through the blood of his cross, through him, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And you were at one time strangers and enemies in your minds as expressed through your evil deeds. But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through death to present you holy, without blemish, and blameless before him, if indeed you remain in the faith, established and firm, without shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard. This gospel has also been preached in all creation under heaven, and I, Paul, have become its servant. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I fill up in my physical body, for the sake of his body, the church, what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. I have become a servant of the church according to the stewardship from God given to me for you in order to complete the word of God, that is, the mystery that has been kept hidden from ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known to them the glorious riches of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him by instructing and teaching all people with all wisdom, so that we may present every person mature in Christ. Toward this goal I also labor, struggling according to his power that powerfully works in me. What a beautiful passage. There's so much there. You could listen to that over and over again, and it's quite a description of Jesus. But one of the things that really jumps out is you wonder how close God can be to you. This is what Paul says. When you trust in Jesus, ultimately you experience by the Spirit of God Christ in you, the hope of glory, that while the tabernacle had God over it and with the people as a cloud and fiery pillar, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus today, because of all that Jesus has done, you have such a close and intimate relation with God that now you can actually have Christ in you, which is the hope of glory now and for all eternity. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.